I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's go. We on a road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on a road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Who dat? And welcome back to Ken Archer Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, it's been a busy week. The NFL Combine is going on. Uh, free agency is just around the corner, March 16th. The Saints are starting to get that cap down. Uh, we're starting to see some teams re-sign some players. And it's starting to get busy. Now, we have a ton of things to talk about today. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about the Saints cap situation how they can get under that number of $44 million currently. Uh, it was previously over $70 million. And the the Saints are going to start re-signing their own free agents soon. So we're going to talk about who should stay, who should go, and then we'll figure out from there. Uh, so maybe some street free agents that the Saints should bring in. But first off, cap space, what the Saints are going to do. Um, before both those things, the NFL combine is going on currently today, um, being Friday, it's the running backs and the offensive linemen. So uh, two two units that the Saints could probably use. They could probably could use in their running back, and they probably could use an interior offensive lineman as well. Uh, depending on what happens with Teron Armstead, maybe a tackle as well. But yesterday, the wide receivers ran. And my God, if the Saints can't get one of these guys in the first, second, or third round, I mean, they really, really missed out on an extremely good class. Uh an NFL record, eight players who ran a sub 4-4, which is just insane, incredible. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, we thought he broke the, uh, the NFL record for 40 time uh, with 4-2-1, ended up coming at 4-2-8, so didn't break it. Chris Olave uh, ran a 4-2, but then they adjusted it back to a, uh, a 4-3-8, I want to believe, or 4-3-9. Uh, but regardless, I mean, the wide receivers were just flying. Now, throughout this whole process, I've loved three of the wide receivers. There's three I really, really like, and I would like any of them in the Saints in the first round, um, all being from Ohio State. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jamison Williams, who transferred from Ohio State, but still uh, three guys who, I mean, are day one starters and are day one contributors, 
and would be right up there for rookie of the year because they're just that good. I mean, each of these guys are good in different ways. Uh, Chris Olave throughout the year was maybe criticized about being open too often, maybe being not fast enough. I mean, I've never heard of a wide receiver being marked down from being open too often that they can't even grade uh, how he beats man coverage and things like that. But if the Saints can come away with one of those three guys, even like a Traylon Burks from Arkansas, uh, he didn't have the greatest combine day. But again, I'm one of these guys where it's like, if they have a great con combine day, awesome. That's not going to be the reason I draft him, i.e. John Ross. And if they have a bad combine day, it's not going to be the reason I don't draft them. And, I mean, of course you want to go out there, have great numbers. Traylon Burks ran a 4-4, 4-5, I believe, in, around, the, around that number. Uh, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's not a bad number. How often do you see a football player run a, just a straight 40-yard dash without any cuts, without any diagonal movement in the NFL? I mean, maybe once or twice a year, maybe, when they break away. I mean, that just doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. And football speed is a lot different than just straight line speed. So as much as I like the 40 numbers, and I would have loved to see Jamison Williams be healthy and run that 40, it's not that important to me. I mean, the Rams head coach and general manager don't even go to this thing. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a just a fun thing to see. And Combine's always a week where the Saints have always been active, uh, talking with their own free agents and talking with uh, other teams about possible trades and whatnot. So I uh, haven't really heard anything yet about rumors about that. But uh, what we have heard about is some restructures the Saints have done to get over or under the salary cap. So obviously... They were over $70 million over the salary cap, which is um, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing for them. I mean, they knew it was coming. It's the way they set up their contracts. They know these things are going to happen, and they know they'll have to keep adjusting, which is fine. So they've already adjusted the contracts of three players, that being Andrews, Pete, Ryan Ramchek, and Michael Thomas. And the first one, Michael Thomas, that's just shut down any kind of rumor that Michael Thomas is going anywhere. I don't think the Saints ever even thought about moving him. Uh he, he was here to stay. He's too good of a player to, to move on from. And restructuring his contract just guarantees that money. And it just guarantees he will be here at least for this year and moving forward as a Saint, which is good. So another thing is they restructured three players' contracts and cleared about $34 million of cap space. And all of those nerds out there on the internet are saying the, the Saints are screwed. How are they going to re-sign these players? Da, da, da. And they've done three things. And there's more that we haven't even heard about that just hasn't been signed and approved yet that is going to get them under that number. Now, some guys who have high cap numbers that could also be adjusted. Marshall Lattimore, $27 million cap hit this year. Worth every penny. But there's money you can move down the road and just pay later on for Marshawn. Uh, Cameron Jordan, another one, $23 million cap hit. Uh, Alvin Kamara, $14 million cap hit. David Onyemata, $13 million cap hit. Taysom Hill could be as interesting one, $12 million cap hit. Malcolm Jenkins has an $11 million cap hit. And a very interesting one here, Bradley Roby, $10 million. And he didn't really see the field a lot. So, I mean, he's obviously a cut candidate. Maybe the Saints can flip a draft pick for him or something. But I really doubt he he's, he's on this football team next year. And I don't think he wants to take a pay cut. He's too good of a corner. Um, the Saints got a rookie, Paulson Adebo, who's played really well at that position. So, I mean, you obviously don't take a rookie off the field for a veteran who costs a lot more. So, 
just take care of your guys. Well, they'll, they'll figure it out. But lots of contracts here to save money and push money down the road. And it'll only take about four to five more moves to get under the salary cap. And then they can just continue to make moves to, to make more money for this year. Now, some other key things that fans sometimes worry about is pushing money down the road. Uh, just guarantees more money later on. And it can put yourself in a tricky position later. Uh, but the, with the salary cap always raising, the Saints know what they're doing. They know they can just keep pushing it down the road at avoidable years. Uh, with that Michael Thomas contract, I think they saved about $13 million. I forget the exact number with this contract. But they added two avoidable years to the end of that. So just dead money at the end of the contract. So it's not like an amazing thing to do. But it's the smart thing to do. So with that, you have dead money. And the Saints will be paying Drew Brees $11.5 million to go on TV this year. And that's just part of the way you save money. They tried to compete for a championship when he was here. Unfortunately, couldn't do it the past few years. Uh, Latavius Murray is also a guy. They owe 850 to him this year. So you have $12.5 million in your cap uh, wrapped up in dead money. But the Saints knew that. And to avoid that thing, that, that dead money hit, is to keep hitting on these guys. You don't want to get rid of Michael Thomas because then you're just going to have that humongous dead cap hit number. It never made sense for the Saints to move on from Michael Thomas. It never did. Now, if the price is right and they got a lot in return, yeah, you suck up that dead money and try to pass on to the other team, but just straight up cutting them or getting rid of them, it just doesn't make sense. And so this, all these restructures are 100% worth it if your players play up to their up to that number and they stay healthy is the key thing. Now, we have a couple of players that could be eligible for an extension. Uh, one being Chauncey Garner-Johnson. I think he completely deserves an extension. Um, his cap hit this year is $2.7 uh, so not a lot to save there if you do extend him. Um, but another interesting one could be Marcus Davenport was a $9.5 million cap hit. And he's going to make a ton of money on the open market. A ton. I'm really interested to see what the Saints want to do with him contract-wise. But if they feel like they want to extend him, they could extend him, get that number to maybe five to six, and then push a ton at the end of his contract with the Saints. I don't think that's a good option for them. Uh, that number would just be ginormous at the end of that deal. So I'd wait and see there. But Malcolm Jenkins is another guy where I could see uh, restructuring or extending or adding voidable years or potentially even trying to trade or cut. So, I mean... A lot's going to happen in these next few days uh, to get under that cap, but you have to. And there's a couple other things they could do to save money, and that's going to be with re-signing some players, and we're going to go over that in just a second. But as it stands right now, I mean, when I post this podcast, it might change. But the Saints are $44 million over the cap. Hopefully they can get under that pretty soon so we can stop worrying about it. Uh, but let's kind of move on to the stare go segment of this podcast and we're going to go over every single Saints free agent and you're going to get my opinion whether it should stay or go and what I think the Saints will end up doing with that personal player. Now we're just going to start off at the top. I mean there's a ton of these guys we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about every single one of them. So the first and I think the most important one whether you want to keep this guy or not. Tron Armstead. I mean obviously one of the best left tackles in the National Football League when healthy um, you owe him $12.9 million regardless this season, whether he goes and signs with another team or he stays here. And that's why I think he is the most important free agent you have. 
12.9 million is a ton and for not being on your football team. So if the Saints can sign him and push that $12.9 million down the road for later on, that would be the ideal situation. You could save around $10 million, make your cap hit 12 to or 2 to 5 million this year and make it a ton later on. That's ideal. So that's first off. You absolutely want Tron Armstead to stay. I mean, he's been the franchise tackle since he was drafted here from Arkansas Pine Bluff. I mean, out of all places. So I think you re-sign him. You give him a ton of guarantees. You can have, you give him a ton of incentive-based uh, things in your contract where it's safe for him, it's safe for you, and he can make even more money. And it's probably going to be around the range of Ryan Ramchek's deal and probably a little bit more. So it's going to be spendy, but it's also a spot where they could save some money this year and potentially uh, bring him back. The thing I'm worried about and the thing that Saints fans uh, may be like, let's move on from Tehran, is the, the injury problems. I mean, he hasn't finished a season in a very long time. He hasn't played uh, a ton of a ton of football games just in general for this team. And there always seems to be something that comes up, whether it's a peck or a leg or something that uh, leaves him out a little bit. And it's just, it's just being unlucky. It's not like the guy's just made a glass. He's not Anthony Davis. Um, it just happens to be just him. I, I don't know why. Uh, uh, he played 42.8% of the snaps last year. So just it's not a, a ton. And that's going to be what the Saints kind of main point probably is and why they probably don't want him to make as much or more than Ryan Ramchek is because of those injury concerns. And that's why I think you have to make this deal really incentive-based. And I know Tron Armstead wants to stay here. His teammates want him to stay here. Uh, I really think he's the main guy and he's the first piece that you worry about uh come March 16th and if if it's past March 16th and you haven't got a deal done he's gone he's going to get big money elsewhere and I mean it might be too much for you to even even be close to matching so uh first off Tron Armstead absolute stay next up it's going to be a controversial one honestly uh Marcus Williams this one's tough I mean obviously Stay. I would love to see Marcus Williams stay with this football team. A Dennis Allen-led team. How much do they value the free safety position? Now, the, the problem with the Saints secondary for years has been the back end and how leaky it's been, uh, how iffy it's been. And since Marcus Williams got here, they've had an elite defense every year. The ideal situation would be to keep Marcus Williams. But with this tight cap space, you he's probably going to want huge money. I mean, they already sign him to the franchise tag once. I don't think they're going to do that again. I don't think Marcus wants that. I think he wants a long-term deal. Uh, he's only 26 years old. So are you able to pay him that? And I don't know how much the Saints value the free safety position. Obviously, the last huge contract they signed on a safety was uh, Jarius Bird, and we all knew that turned out. I mean, it, w- it wasn't good. So coming into the to the offseason, my first instinct was, you absolutely need to keep Marcus Williams because this defense is so, uh, it's been so good since he got here. And it'll be so hard to replace, even if you bring in another guy. Jesse Bates is a free agent. Even if they were to bring in Jesse Bates, I mean, that secondary would change. They would probably struggle for a little bit. I mean, they brought in Malcolm Jenkins um, when, I mean, they lost Kurt Coleman and they couldn't really find a great strong safety after Von Bell left. 
and it didn't start out great. I mean, he kind of got burned against the Raiders. Uh, there were some leaky plays early on in the season that, that year, and it just takes a bit. It, Marcus Jenkins isn't bad. He's a really good player. Just with the secondary, it's all communication. It's all chemistry, and you have to know these guys so well. So bringing a new guy would be tough. Now, I've talked about this a little bit. If Marcus Williams goes and gets $20 million from the Jets, I don't. you're not going to compete with that. I mean, he's gone. An interesting guy to look out for would be Tyron Matthew. Now, he's going to kind of feel the same price range as Marcus Williams as being one of the top free stages on the market. Obviously, Marcus Williams, in my eyes, is better than Tyron Matthew. A lot more range, and he's got a ton of more football ahead of him. But because of Tyron's age... I think you could get him cheaper, and obviously, I don't think he would take a hometown discount, but I think it's something that he would really consider, and maybe if he were a few million dollars off of maybe like the Cowboys or something, or even the Chiefs, uh, he would think about coming here and playing for his hometown team, so if you lose Marcus Williams, I think that could be an option, but also looking in the draft as well, I mean, they found Marcus in the draft in the second round, and he's became a star, an absolute star, so if you can keep Marcus Williams, absolutely stay but if if it's going to cost you too much sadly you're going to have to let him go next up this is going to be a fun one i'm going to sit back a little bit and uh you you we all know who's next on this list it's Jameis winston uh the quarterback position has been the main talking point since drew Brees left and it gives me a headache it gives me a headache talking about this every day it gives me a headache watching every single quarterback at the combine throw every ball worried about every little detail. It, it was fun experimenting with new quarterbacks and whatnot. But I'm, I'm done. Let's just find our next guy. I personally am comfortable keeping Jameis Winston. And this is going to be a really complicated discussion because if the Saints are com- uh, comfortable, which they are, Mickey Loomis said that Jameis Winston is an option for them, and he hopes that Jameis is an option, uh, that the Saints are an option for Jameis as well. So... Mutual interest probably there to bring him back, and there should be. I'm totally on board to bring Jameis back. I mean, culture-wise, play-wise, it was all there. And he had he had decent numbers. I'll say pretty decent, very good numbers. Uh, with the wide receiver core, that probably is the McDonald's All-American of wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, he was throwing to Kenny Stills, for God's sake. Kenny Stills. He's a guy on this list, and I'll tell you what. He's a go. He's gone. He's not, he's not coming back, and if he is, something went wrong. So with a wide receiver core, Jameis Winston, you draft a Chris Olave or a top wide receiver, someone like that, you bring in another guy, you all of a sudden have a wide receiver core, Michael Thomas, a rookie, a veteran, um, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and you have this healthy offense around him. And hopefully those numbers take a stride. And he instead of uh, throwing for 200 subpar yards a game, he's throwing for 300, 400 Three, three to four touchdowns every game because he's comfortable with these receivers. It was evident early in the season. I mean, this offense was, let's not make any mistakes. Let's just get past the 50-yard line and try and make a field goal if we can. If we can. And this year, I know Dennis Allen, obviously a defensive-minded coach, he's not going to want to go through that again. He's not going to want to have to have the defense hold a team under 10 points to win a football game. So I think they're going to be really aggressive. And I think Jameis Winston is a guy that you absolutely need to keep. Now they've talked about, Mickey's talked about uh, looking at other options. I mean, obviously you got to keep your options open. Uh, coming into this offseason, it was Russell Wilson or bust, it felt like. 
the door feels closed on that one. It's not locked, but it's closed. Aaron Rodgers, who knows what he's doing? Who really cares at this point? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was tied to multiple teams for a little bit. And now he has soldiers. Is he having shoulder surgery? And he's going to miss uh, months of football and 16 plus weeks of not throwing a football. So that feels like it's it's ended. And there's not a ton of free agents out there. The Teddy Bridgewater is a guy. If you lose, if you can't bring back Jameis, uh, Teddy Bridgewater from Denver. I mean, obviously he's been here. Uh, he was really good for them. Wasn't anything like special. Didn't really make any mistakes. So that's why it kind of makes sense for a Dennis Allen team. Uh, a quarterback who takes care of the football, that's Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to throw 400 yards a game. He's not going to throw 300 yards a game. But he'll take care of the football, and he'll put as many points on the board around him and as he can with the, with the unit that's around him. So obviously, no matter who that quarterback, you need to have a good unit around him. So the, the main thing I'm worried about with Jameis Winston is the potential of losing him. If it comes to March 16th and the Pittsburgh Steelers are like, F it. Let's just throw $25 million at Jameis for a year. Let's draft Kenny Pickett. Uh, let's draft Malik Willis. And let's have Jameis ride for a year and go to a rookie next year. I mean, it's an option. It's Kevin Colbert's last year in, in Pittsburgh. And I don't think you want to just throw a rookie quarterback out there. Uh, with definitely a playoff roster in Pittsburgh, I mean, that's just one of the many teams that could go after him. I mean, there's tons of quarterback needy teams. Jameis Winston's going to be the top quarterback in the free agent market. And, and something we haven't even talked about yet is the fact that he tore his ACL. Uh, the only good thing about this whole ACL thing has been uh, he tore it really early in the season. So he's had tons of time to recover. Um, if you follow my Twitter, you've seen I've posted all the videos of his recovery, um, whether he's speed walking, looking like a goofball, or doing the medicine ball workouts, which actually look beneficial and people are making fun of him for it. But, I mean, they'll make fun of Jameis for anything. But it looks like he's doing well in his recovery. It doesn't look like that's going to be like a career-altering injury. Um, so all positive things happen to, happening to the ACL for Jameis. So absolutely, I think you bring back Jameis Winston. I'd love to see him stay. Build a, just a good offense around him. I'd love to see what he can do. Now we're going to start getting into the territory where it's going to be kind of tough to call on these. I mean, these are players that could get money elsewhere that if it's out of your price range, it's out of your price range. The Saints, something I've always done, whether it's been Sean Payton or Mickey Loomis, uh, they set your price range, and if you're more than that, see you later. And a guy they've been able to set their price at every single offseason has been P.J. Williams. They set the price. They said, go look at your, go look at your options come back and uh, we'll sign you for one year, two million. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case for PJ this year. I think he actually might gain some kind of interest elsewhere. I think he have might he, he might have interest going elsewhere. I mean, he is uh, he was the fifth corner last year. Obviously losing uh, potentially losing Bradley Roby this offseason if they can't keep him. Uh, he would step into a larger role. But he, he played really good football. And ever since that move slash flexibility to free safety uh, where he stepped in against the Panthers, he's played really good football. I mean, obviously, we all think about that play against the Tampa Bay Bucks where he called game, uh, picked off Brady for six, and he had three picks this, off, uh, this season. So he could get a contract around 4 to $5 million. And if he does, I don't think the Saints can keep him for that. I mean, we'll really see what the market is on PJ. He's not going to be one of those guys that go day one, day two. 
but he's definitely a value guy that you, you could get later in the week or in week two of free agency. So uh, if if the contract's right, if, if it's for your price, absolutely, I would want P.J. Williams to stay. Um, but again, don't overpay for him because that's when he can't meet the value of his contract. And it's just it's just now he's been a late bloomer uh, early in his in his contract in his rookie year. I mean, it was rough. Things were rough. Uh, third round pick from FSU. Things were bumpy. I mean, we all remember the games against the Falcons where he was manned up on Calvin Ridley and he uh, got dropped 200 yards on him and uh, whatnot. But ever since moving into the slot, playing well over safety role, he's played really good, really well. And coming in those nickel dime packages, uh, he's he's bloomed. And I think he could get good money elsewhere if he wanted to. Next up, another guy just like PJ. But in my eyes, this is a guy that 100%, 100% needs to say. Um, that's Quan Alexander, the CEO of the Juice Boys. Um, he's brought the juice ever since they traded for him from San Francisco. Uh, obviously, in that first year, towards Achilles, a horrible injury. Um, talked to his trainer a little bit in that offseason. He's like, nah, man, like he just got faster. He got better. He got stronger. And people were like, mm, I don't know about that. But what we saw from this season, it was true. I mean, he really, from year t- year one to year two with the Saints, he got a ton better. Um, he's a guy that you need to keep. I think even with Pete Warner and the depth you now have at linebacker for the first time in a long time, you absolutely need to keep Quan Alexander. And I think he would love to stay here. I mean, this is hometown. He has lots of buddies here. And they've kind of grown this culture of the Juice Boys. Now, not a lot of people really understand what that means outside the Saints organization, but it's it's something that you want. It's definitely around a defensive team. I mean, these guys love Kwan. Um, him and CJ Garner Johnson have built this really good relationship, and they were they have been called the CEOs of the Juice Boys. And what that really means is they just he brings the juice. I mean, he does. He brings the juice every single snap, whether he's on the field or on the sidelines. He's always dancing. He's always having fun, and with a change of coaching, you got to keep as many in-house guys as you can. Keeping Quan Alexander is continuing to keep that continuity. Uh, you keep the the value in him, and even if it's up near the five to ten million dollar range, you you figure it out. You figure out how to keep him. I don't think there's going to be a team out there that's going to really overpay for Quan, just for the fact they didn't really play. Um, a ton of football this year. He, he played forty, pretty much 48% of the snaps, which is 50-50 pretty much uh, because he kind of split time with Pete Warner in some games and uh, had COVID, got injured early in the offseason again or earlier in the season. I think against the Packers he got hurt and missed three to four weeks there. So obviously another season where he got hurt, but you have the flexibility on this team to fill in someone else and uh, Pete Warner stepped in and played great. So I think absolutely you need to keep Quan Alexander. And all things considered, I think you sign him before that March 16th deadline even hits. Next up, uh, this is a guy that has been extremely important to what the Saints have done on special teams. And moving forward, I mean, you can't let this guy even get an interest or a, a meeting outside the building. Uh, that being Deontay Harris, now Deontay Hardy. Uh, I don't really know what his contract is going to look like. Uh, but absolutely 100%, he needs to stay. The Saints haven't had a kind of player like Deontay since Brandon Cooks, honestly. A guy that can turn a screen pass into a touchdown like he did against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the kickoff return uh, 
uh, and punt return stuff he does is just incredible. And we haven't really seen a talent like him on the return-wise in a very long time. And I certainly don't want to go back to Tommy Lee Lewis returning punts. So I think it's extremely reasonable to, to keep a guy like Deontay, and I think they will. Uh, he holds tons of value with this team. Uh, around the 3 to $5 or $6 million range, maybe a little bit more because he does contribute on offense, and the vision for the player is pretty high. So we'll kind of see about him. Um, I hope he, they they can really keep him. If a team tries to overpay for Deontay, I mean, I, I don't really see it happening, honestly. Uh, we don't really see punt returners and kick returners really get paid all that often like him. But if he was smart and I, if I was Deontay Harris' agent, I'm signing a one-year deal and saying, let's see what we can do in the offense this year with Jameis, hopefully a fully healthy Jameis in a fully healthy year, and let's see what we can do next offseason because this season definitely wasn't his best. Uh, special teams-wise, I mean, very good. Nothing extremely special. Didn't make all-pro. If he had this all-pro season this offseason, I think he his value goes a ton. So maybe a one- to three-year deal. I think a three-year deal would fit. Maybe three-year, $10 million. I mean, that, that seems like a reasonable price for him. And moving forward, I, I mean, he's buddies with Marcus Callaway. They hang out literally every single day. So I know he wants to be here as well. And New Orleans really gave him his first shot from Assumption College. So absolutely keep Deontay Harris as well. Next up has been a guy that has been a diamond in a rough, honestly. And with the turn of players and whatnot, I think you got to keep as well. Uh, Colonel Granderson, since the day he got here, he's just gotten better and better and better. I think he's a guy that you could potentially wait on, wait a couple weeks, maybe even sign today. Um, his value isn't really going to go up any much, and I he wouldn't be smart to sign a longer-term deal because he just he's getting better and better. So uh, definitely a guy you could keep. He's a ERFA, so I mean they have his rights uh, moving forward, so don't really have to worry about losing him regardless, but definitely he's going to get a pay raise from what he made last year, which was 590000 so... Uh, just for the ride of the player, get him in that million-dollar range. He deserves it. And moving forward, keep grooming this prospect. See what Ryan Nielsen and Chris Rashard can do with Carl Granderson uh, coming off the bench w- with the pass rush. Next up, I mean, there these are a bunch of guys where you could go either way. Uh, I'm going to start off with the, like the mid-tier guys first, that being Traquan Smith. Oh, Traquan Smith. Third-round pick out of UCF. And hasn't really done, honestly, anything. He's been hurt a lot. We've had these large expectations. We hoped that this offseason was going to be, or this season was going to be the year where he flourished with Jameis' friend. They worked all offseason. Kind of unfair to both players because Traquan missed the start of the year. Then Traquan came back with Jameis. And then they just weren't on the same page in a lot of games. Then Jameis goes down and Traquan kind of struggles. Uh, picks it up kind of at the end of his end of the year, so if he's really going to have any kind of interest elsewhere, go. I don't think there's any value really keeping him at this time. But if he's if you wait a few weeks and he's still in the open market and he's cheap, I mean why not? Just have some depth at that position, someone that knows the offense. Even if you have Troy Collin, you absolutely need to bring in one or two more guys. And this offense doesn't really change anything. We've had Troy Collin forever, and I think he fits well as like a four or fifth. Uh, maybe a third wide receiver at best. And with Jameis, hopefully with a healthy year like Deontay, they kind of flourish together. 
and having Traquan, Marcus Callaway, and Deontay Harris as your three guys, your three amigos who are kind of like the backup guys, that'd be insane. That'd be incredible. But definitely not the starters. Definitely not. So if if you could get Traquan back for any kind of cheap price, 100% do it. I mean, he's worth the cheap number that he'll probably have. Next up, I'm just going to go through a handful of guys because these all these guys are kind of in the same boat. Uh, Dwayne Washington, Ty Montgomery, and I'll say Ken Crawley are all guys who we will probably see back with the Saints. I mean, at some point, they'll probably return. Ken Crawley especially. It doesn't matter if he goes and signs elsewhere. He'll probably end up returning to the Saints somehow in the middle of the offseason. Uh, Ty Montgomery is a guy who gets some interest elsewhere. Uh, he had a vision with Sean Payton. I think it turned out kind of like how we expected to. Nothing great, nothing good, nothing bad. Uh, was kind of banged up for a little bit with the Saints. Uh, he's making, he made $1.1 million this season. So do you value him, value him at that number? Sure. I mean, maybe as a third or fourth running back, uh, maybe ahead of a Dwayne Washington. Sure. Keep him if that's if it's the number again. But I could see him going. Don't really feel particularly way about Dwayne Washington either. I think with Kamara's uh, potential thing going on with the suspension, I think you've got to keep one of those guys just as depth. And if you were to pick one over the other, honestly, I'm going to pick Dwayne Washington. He brings a ton more to the special teams. Both these backs aren't really going to see the field a ton. So Dwayne Washington brings a ton of value on special teams. And Dwayne Washington made $1.1 million last year. And I think he can make around the same this year. And for Ken Crawley, like we said, probably back with the Saints at some point. Next up, Shy Tuttle. Definitely a guy I want to keep. Uh, he's been getting better every single year, improving on uh, his rookie season. He brings in, he brings in some depth. depth. Uh, Jalen Dalton as well. Also a good depth guy. He's an ER uh, FA as well, so you have his rights. Uh, Shy Tuttle is a restricted free agent as well, so you have his rights. Don't want to worry about either of those guys leaving. I think that's two contracts you get done probably before free agency even starts, just so you know you got those guys in your back pocket. You have the defensive line depth, and we never even got to see much of Jalen Dalton before he got hurt, so uh, love to see that prospect back, but if if not, you let him go. Don't, nothing really happens there. Uh, Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath is another guy where uh, probably won't see him back here. He's 31 years old, getting up there in age. They brought him in here because uh, injuries, covid uh, so probably won't see him back here. Brett Maher was released. Garrett Griffin, I don't, it, it depends. Garrett Griffin kind of felt like Sean Payton's guy. Uh, he could go either way as well. Uh, let's see here. Trevor Simeon is an interesting one. I think he's gone. I think he showed just for the Saints and all around the league that he has tons of value as a backup quarterback. And he came in against the Tampa Bay Bucks. When Jameis went down, and I mean, he threw the lights out. He played great to help him win that football game against Tom Brady. Tom Brady lost to Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, and Taysom Hill this year. <laughs> Joke. Uh, I, I think he's going to make good money elsewhere. Uh, good for Trevor. And it makes sense because the Saints did sign Blake Bortles to a future contract. So, obviously, a smart guy. Uh, and they liked him. So, it he's kind of going to be their maybe emergency quarterback. You could say so. I mean, we'll just see moving forward. Uh, some other guys: Kill Benioc, Kenny Stills, James Carpenter, Jordan Mills, 
uh, Jalen Holmes, Christian Ringo, Lil Jordan Humphrey, all guys that you'll probably expect to see back here besides Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills can kick rocks. Um, but if they get kind of any interest elsewhere, you let them go. Most of those guys are uh, just unrestricted free agents as well. So not really people you have to worry about and not really people that are priorities in my opinion. Maybe you want to bring back Lil Jordan Humphrey. You liked what he saw. Um, but nothing special with any of those guys. So either way, stay or go, it's not going to change your season. It's just adding good depth to your team. Um, that's pretty much it for all the free agents that the Saints have. I mean, we kind of went over most of it. Uh, they've already done a few moves so far, that being uh, re-signing Albert Huggins to a one-year deal worth $895,000. So that could mean bad news for Shy Tuttle, Jalen Dalton, or uh, uh, Christian Ringo too. So Albert Huggins came in and played well. Uh, a guy I'm really excited about is uh, Juwan Johnson. They signed him to a the same deal, one year, one ninety five or one eight ninety five, and I think he's taking strides every year. The change to tight end has been incredible for him. Early in the season with Jameis, he played great. When Jameis went down, kind of just lost in the lineup, was scratched a few games. So I, I really like that they kept him. I, I felt felt like a guy that you had to keep just to have tight end depth. And a guy that could grow into a, a mature tight end and really excel in this football league. I mean, that's pretty much it. We we went over all the Saints free agents, what they can do to, to clear the cap. And now, I mean, we kind of just wait and see. We wait and see what the Saints want to do. We wait and see how this combine plays out. We wait and see what street free agents they want to look at. So we're just under 12 days away from free agency. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hope you guys are too. And we'll be keeping you guys posted. Everything Saints related just on this podcast. Uh, at Saints CSC on Twitter as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brennan Ertle. Uh, I'll see you guys next episode. I appreciate the love and support. Hey. Who that? 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 Who